Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this episode. BQE Core is the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Learn more at bqe.com. In show five. I'm sure you've got a great connection. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So coming to you live from the Influenza Studios. <laughs> great. I, can, can we get farther away from each other? We have been. Yeah, we, we did that one episode on the opposite sides of the planet. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, you know, I am socially distancing from you. Yeah. I what know. is it like? 3,500 miles? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. The I typical mean, the typical average 3,500 mile say what social you want distance. From me. Yeah. So you just got back from a, a road trip. You did some scouting. <laughs> so since last we talked, I've actually done two road trips. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so the trip before this was, it was sort of planned. Um, except for I tacked a day on it. This is like architecture. Uh, yeah, yeah, we sort of planned it. <laughs> we sort of planned this. So the, the trip before this was, it was actually a a birthday trip for my son who had just turned 19. And he's got a couple of buddies who are going to school, high school buddies that are going to school in the Columbus, Ohio area. One's at Ohio State, one's at Wittenberg University. And so he wanted, he, he had noticed, he was like, Hey dad, there's a UFC MMA, uh, fight night on uh Saturday night. You know, I think it'd be great for great birthday present for me and we can, you know, pick up the buddies and let's celebrate and, my birthday with violence. Yes. Eh, yes. That, that's, the, <laughs> that's what so, he wants. So, so that was, um, the plan. And then as, as every good plan, everyone who has, puts together a good plan knows good plans change and so as i alluded to in the episode i believe prior to this i've started to let the cat out of the bag and you know why i was uh you know trying to get my little ducks in a row here at the at the house on you know taking stock of all of the things that i have and how i'm going to be boxing them up because uh we are planning a move and so as I said, you know, everything was planned and all that other stuff. And then sort we of decided, the sort of planned. Disclaimer. And then we decided, you know, hey, let's add another day to this because I'm sure anybody who, you know, specifically is like working in like the residential side of things and stuff knows that the market right now is insane. Um, it is definitely a seller's market, not a buyer's market. It is not like the architectural um, staffing side of things where it is definitely a buyer's market for, for staffing and architecture. Now in, in real estate right now, it is definitely a seller's market. Yeah. Is it, is it, it's, and it's definitely not a buyer's market if you're an architect. <laughs> oh, true. Well, <laughs> never <we're>, is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> never, never really is. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stop suffering for your art people. You got to get paid. Exactly. So, you know, so, so we've been looking at places around the Detroit metro area as a landing spot for our relocation. And, you know, as anyone who 
is either a parent or married to a teacher or both in my particular case the 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 teacher usually says that the school is the most important you know factor in looking for a place and naturally you you have to you fall in line with that you have to it, uh, yeah <laughs> Gotta yes. keep the peace. yeah <laughs> i mean that that's what you know brought us to bethesda maryland in the detroit met or i mean in the uh, dc metro area uh was because my wife had done some scouting for schools i mean we ne- we don't know the area we've never been in the area we don't have family or friends in the area at the time we were moving this was 2008 and of course you know you can't really be choosy on at that time i i wasn't really choosy on where i was living but more of where i was working and or at least i was you know like i it was more i needed to have work and so you know that's what kind of settled us here but where why we settled here was because of the schools they were the you know highly rated in the state and you know in a state that we had no idea about or anything else I'm not going to go off on a tangent of the hindsight of all of that, but, you know, and so, you know, essentially the same thing. And so we've, we've narrowed down a few places and one area in particularly is, is very appealing to me because of the sense of community, kind of like the architectural appeal of the area. And, you know, this is going to definitely be something for future episodes that we'll talk about because uh, we're you know, one of the area candidates that we're looking at is the gross point area. And there's five points, you know, in the gross points area. And so we were looking around there and the schools are, you know, exceptional. The, the architecture is amazing. And I'll go into it a little bit further, a little bit later, but, and, and so that was, you know, one of the areas. And so it'd been talking with a realtor, And they had been telling us that, you know, everyone that we see that we're like, oh, can you give us information about that? And they're like, oh, that just went on the market. And you're like, yeah, I just noticed they're like, well, now it's off the market. You're like, come on. It's just like trying to get tickets to Radiohead. Yeah. It's just like. Oh, we sold out in three seconds. And that is pretty much what's going on right now. And that's why it's, it's it's definitely a seller's market because the inventory is low. The demand is high. And everybody right now is just not selling. Um, you know, everybody's still nervous about the economy. Everybody's still nervous about. There's always a new reason to be. <laughs> always a new reason. Jeez. To be. And and so people are literally jumping on these things, making offers the day they see them, the day they come on the market. And Which now you know what your strategy has to be. And so now I know what my strategy has to be because looking at things long distance that's a huge issue because i mean i could say you know hey you know architect friends in the detroit metro area and and i've got a good handful of of them that you know could you go and take a look at this well you know i mean i don't want to put that on them i mean they're looking at houses for somebody to like relocate they don't know my style they don't know my you know my family needs or anything like that so as part of this this trip of 2 weeks ago i you know, basically got, um, some heads up from our realtor that, you know, like, Hey, uh, there are three houses that are coming on the market that if you're interested in, if you can be here either Wednesday or Thursday, you know, and and here it is, I think it was like Monday. If you can be here Wednesday or Thursday, I can get you in early before they start showing on Friday. Like, Oh, um, well that (laughs) kind of makes 
decides for you what you're about yeah. to do. I was taking Thursday and Friday off. I'm like, well, I can definitely make Thursday work. And so on Wednesday night, you know, I I do the ACE mentorship um, volunteer work and did that. And then my son came with me to that and we decided, okay, well, we'll leave from there. We'll drive through the night. We'll get there in the morning. You know, we'll, we'll take turns. Thankfully, he's a driver, so we'll take turns, you know, driving so that we each of us can sleep. And so when we get there, we're fresh or right because we've been in a car for 10 hours or 11 hours. However you want to stack that one. <laughs> like, great, we're going to start looking at, you know, houses and stuff with someone we've never met. And both of us have basically, you know, like rolled out of a, it slept in a car um we always kind of slept in a car in in the army we'd call those duffel bag soldiers where they basically are like wrinkled and um you know disheveled and just a, an absolute mess and so we were uh you know a couple of little duffel bag soldiers like rolling out of the car like hi how are you doing let's start looking excuse the smell <laughs> you know um but so so we decided you know hey let's do that and fast forward we we spent thursday looking that thursday looking at six houses and then going back and feeling good about one of them that you know we really liked uh character wise it was great it was built by one of the original builders of the area it was a Tudor style house so it was actually a really funky looking house and it had these really wacky engraved faces in the um of a little old man and a little old lady on the mantle forever memorialized these these two little <laughs> these two little brackets it was it was these these really awesome and we're definitely going to put in the show notes caricatures of a little old man and a little old lady and my son and I had, had we started naming them. And so it's a Hansel and Gretel house. Exactly. And so we, you know, I guess in a way we're weird because not in a way, anybody who knows me knows that I'm weird, but anyway, you know, with, with this kind of like scare of like, you know, are we going to be able to find a house? Are we going to be able to find a house in time? No, we're going to be able to find a house in the area that we really want. I mean, I don't want to settle for something, you know, houses, as we all know, are big purchases. Yeah. It's just this market, right? It's like, and this market has got uh, me absolutely spooked. And so (laughs) it's out of your control though, right? Like you can do what you can do. And, and pretty much this is going to be a long game. Cause if you're visiting six and seeing one that is acceptable and how many do you actually have to make an offer on to get somebody to respond positively to that it's like you have to look at a lot of houses <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially so, if they're going that fast so fast forward to the next day well i mean because my wife wasn't there you know i, I mean obviously really worried about making any kind of decisions and and i went back to you know that one house that we really liked um, a couple of times during the day because thankfully it was literally right across the street from the realtor so um they had it was an unoccupied house they had access to the lockbox and i could basically somewhat come and go as i please because it was you know something that i really needed to kind of feel comfortable about and 
And I don't know what possessed me. I, w- I went back, I got my mother-in-law, I brought her back. I, you know, just like, you know, anybody who was like willing to kind of take a look at it and like, hey, you know, if I make an offer on this On house, your wife's like, behalf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Right. I mean, I, I FaceTimed her, walked through You just through needed everything. to reduce your amount of risk. How many notes, uh, how many notes have you put in the drawings? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> to exactly. To reduce, see structural, oh. anything. <laughs> <laughs> totally totally i mean that was that was literally it it's just like if i make this decision if i if i drive away from here um making an offer on this house i mean you know like if, is my wife gonna you know like kill me for doing this and so i was just like if i bring her mother along will she take the blame will she take the blame that's the question exactly it's like hey uh will you please shoulder this burden for me because i just can't take it Exactly. Wow. So, and as we were driving away on Friday, uh, as we were heading towards uh, Columbus, Ohio for our festivity of the fight, we decided that, well, we were driving away with an offer submitted. Okay. You made an offer. We had made an offer. Right. And it was the most, it was the riskiest and the most nervous and just stomach churning thing that I've honestly done in a very long time. Hmm. And so fast forward to Monday, no Tuesday of this week, we get a, we get word that they did not accept our offer, even though ours was, and I'm going to moan a little bit, even though ours was a better offer. Um, (laughs) You know, come on man well th- there's this so uh, i'll i'm just gonna be honest with everyone and just say that you know we're gonna use our va loan i'm gonna use my va loan i mean why not you know there's there's so many benefits to using it and i've never used it before i've always done conventional loans that i was like you know what i mean i'm gonna go ahead and use my va loan and there is some aspect of the appraisal and inspection process that's a little bit more stringent than a conventional loan and that's why people start to kind of shy away from it a little bit but it's not quite true actually va loans can be processed faster than a conventional loan you just can't but, expect everyone to understand all these nuances right it, exactly especially if their advisor realtor person doesn't understand all of those exactly exactly yeah. and in fact actually even you know spoke with my um lending agent and he was a little a little perturbed by it because he's like then he goes wait they he was pretty upset about them rejecting it not understanding the process and um he's like well look if we do another offer on anything I would like to talk to the, you know, listing agents and, and talk them through all of this process. Yeah, so that communication can, is the answer. Exactly. So they can, <laughs> ins- they can assure um, all of this. And so, you know, we're like, well, bummer. We didn't get the um, Hansel and Gretel house, which funny enough, you said that, but we actually were calling it that because, because of the two faces on the mantle. This was not pre-planned in any way. It yeah. was absolutely not pre-planned, but it was that we've just we known each other long enough yeah. <laughs> exactly and you know i i gotta say i mean they definitely don't build houses the way they used to and then some people may say well you know that's uh you know that's a good thing but no this, this one is it was quirky as hell it was charming as hell it was unusual as hell i mean i was showing people some photographs and they're just like there was this interesting green tile from the 20s 
that were in there. And somebody's like, oh, that reminds me of The Shining. I'm like, hold on a minute. They're like, and I was like, hold on a minute. And I showed them the hallway. And the hallway had this red runner carpet going up into it. And it sure enough looked, they were like, oh my God, that looks even more like The Shining. What is it? The Grand Lookout Hotel or something like that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, spooky carpet. I've got the Hansel and Gretel Shining house now. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And But your mother-in-law vouched for it. So. But my mother-in-law vouched for it. So (laughs) um, there was that. Although I will say that this, that my six foot four little child that was standing in the basement, um, he took his shoes off and he was standing on the freshly redone um, floors in there. And his, he wedged his head between the ceiling. He could be a post Jack. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and so we got to, we got to, we got to straighten out the floor on the, on the, the first floor. Can you go downstairs and jack yourself in there (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) just a couple more hours just a couple more hours (laughs) so it was one of those you know like yeah you know i mean i guess we'll we could live with a six foot four um ceiling height you know floor to ceiling clearance i could easily live there (laughs) i mean you would have had no problem i would have had no problem (laughs) i don't know you would have been like i don't know what y'all are complaining right right what's the problem so, you know, again, fast forward, they said, you know, they, they didn't accept our offer. And so we're like, okay, well, you know, we'll continue to keep looking. And so, yeah. Know, what other choice do you have? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there were a few, you know, and, and my wife was like, well, you know, I mean, maybe this is a sign, you know, maybe this, you know, maybe because of the few, you everything know, out of your control is a sign. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, well, you know, maybe because, um, we didn't get this, that, you know, it was a, you know, let, let's look for the, you know, there's that, something better out there. Ex- that's totally i mean she was yeah. so positive thinking about this whole thing yeah you kind of have to be right like you, you it do. is so out of your control and so this area of michigan there is there's very few like say mid-century ranchers out there and it, it's mostly you know these like 20s and 30s homes or you know 10s 20s 30s homes that um are just amazing in their own right i mean there's there's no two houses alike. They're all very unique. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of like tutors and colonials and, and, you know, craftsmen and you name it. I mean, that early few decades of architectural style in America um, of the early 1900s, it's all there. And it's, you know, and, it, and it's a beautiful collection of stuff and people have maintained it impeccably and it's just it's incredible i mean especially in the detroit area where it literally is a block across the street from detroit that people think oh detroit you know it's just in ruins and all this other stuff there's this is one of those areas that proves you know that michigan and detroit is is you know typically just one of those things that people don't really understand unless they know it and so like I said, you know, fast forward to that week. And so now it's this, well, last week, I guess, and from when we were, what we're recording now. And, um, we were, we were sitting there and we we're like, okay, well, let's keep looking. And my wife, um, uses her lunch hours, uh, when the kids are either at recess or 
at lunch and she's just like churning away on realtor.com and everything else. And Is it still considered doom scrolling on realtor.com? I <laughs> probably could, it could be in this particular case, yeah. I think this is the uh the topic, the actual topic which is it's it transcends your looking for a house which is how do people represent themselves online when it comes to selling their homes and it's it's insane. <laughs> well, I will definitely say that in I will now say 12 houses that I've toured because of the the next part of the story that people definitely interestingly um represent themselves oh man there are so many bad decisions on zillow and redfin and realtor so many bad decisions yes yes (laughs) for everyone to see and and you know those pictures they're in a database somewhere (laughs) you know oh yeah (laughs) yeah they're not going away oh man i mean it is definitely the glamour shots of of the uh, real, real estate world. And what blows me away are the ones that don't have the glamour shots. Like I've oh seen, my gosh. I've seen like, we're not going to hide the fact that we're hoarders. Uh, we're not going to change the furniture for this shot. Not one bit. Like this is what you see is what you get. I've seen ones where they Photoshopped new carpet over the old carpet. And there's still mm-hmm. stuff like poking up in front of the bed because they just didn't Photoshop it all out. Right. Like there's <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff. They've, Photoshop the the popcorn ceilings away, right? It's like, but they're there. They're, those are real. Yeah. Pop- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's take a quick break to share more about our sponsors. Systems and standard operating procedures. You already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom you want. You need systems and procedures, but you struggle with choosing the systems you need most and how to implement those systems quickly so you can get back to doing what you love most. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series was created by an acclaimed architect and business consultant, Douglas Teeger, FAIA, to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Douglas grew from a solo practitioner to become managing partner of his 30-plus person firm and then later sold his firm so he can do what he does today, helping architects be more successful at Tiger Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth in the years to come. Register now for the Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teeger at bqe.com slash masterclass and start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit, And when you visit bqe.com slash masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free, and it's brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core, the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com slash masterclass. That's bqe.com slash masterclass. And now let's get back to our conversation. In most of the cases of most of the houses that we looked at, the photos that they did post up were representational of the spaces that they showed. I was actually more 
curious about the spaces they didn't show. And there was one house that they didn't show the basement. And the basement had, you know, according to the floor plan that they had with it, had a room, had a bathroom, had, you know, this large open space. Two inches of standing water. (laughs) (laughs) There, There were, you know, places like that. There were other um there was just so many different interesting reasons why and and so you know i was really frank with the realtor i'm like you know i'm i'm more interested in looking at the spaces that weren't on the photos because i want to see why they weren't you know represented and there was one oh my god you want to talk about hoarders that i was just like almost every one of these have got detached garages and i was and most every one of them have shown the detached garage in two cases, they did not, and I was wondering why. One was very much a hoarder. Now, the garage itself, mm, impeccable. I mean, it most of all of them were wood-framed. This one was concrete block. It was parge-coated on the inside. It was painted. Everything was nice and clean. It was great truss work and, and everything else. I mean, so it was a it was a garage to die for, you know, especially, you know, a car guy. It was definitely a garage to die for except for the fact that there might actually be somebody something dead in there because it was so full that i could not move around at all i could you open up the door and you're like oh okay well you know what is buried under all that there's a garage <laughs> now i could see that there was like it was like ooh, i see a scooter over there i wonder if they'll leave this for me you know just like how much as is i'll clean up the mess <laughs> It was like, but I get whatever's in there. They don't want to move with that. <laughs> These are like the people who you know? who uh, bid on storage units that are locked oh, up. Yeah, and then you yeah. just get what you get. I could have been, I could have been my own little picker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there was some good stuff in there. And then in another one, um, the reason why they didn't show it was because the soil was higher than the the floor itself, and so. The bottom of all of the joy, I mean, the bottom of all of the studs that came down to the sill plate were pretty much water logged. And it was just like, well, you know, I mean, sure, I'll go ahead and spend this much money and have to tear down the garage. Right, right. <laughs> so those were like those red flags. You're like, you know, maybe this is why they weren't showing them. Um, so, you know, fast forward to, there's a uh, lot of fast forwarding in this episode. Yeah. I was going to say like, people are probably doing the same. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so here it is Wednesday. So like we were informed that they, they didn't accept our offer on Tuesday. So Wednesday and Thursday, we started looking again and start, you know, a couple of other things popped up and we we're like, oh, you know, maybe we can schedule a virtual tour, you know, for some of these. And four or five things came up um, over the course of that time, you know, in, in the area. Some of them were kind of like rehashing some of the stuff that I'd already seen. And some of them were, you know, news, news things. And so what we did was uh, we were like, okay, well, you know, because my wife wasn't there with me when I looked at some of these things, you know, maybe she might see it differently than I do. So let's go ahead and tour those. And in, 
our realtor has been great. I mean, she's definitely been working with us and I know it's their job and, and they want to make a sale and all, but I mean, there are people who definitely go above and beyond their job. And this is, she is definitely one of them who has done that. And so, you know, she, she had all of this, these things scheduled. And so on Friday, we kind of like, you know, made a, a list of all of the different um, showings that we would have and we were going to be doing them over FaceTime. So uh, Friday night, we get ready to go to bed and I look over, I'm like, is it weird that we're going to look at all of these houses virtually? I mean, you haven't been there in a while and it, you know, I just feel weird that we're not like they're looking at it. And she's like, well, we can get up early and, and drive to Michigan, <laughs> which is a nine hour drive. And I'm like, really? Do you want to do that? She's like, yes, let's do that. Like, wait, so we're going to get up really early. We're going to drive to Michigan. We're going to look at a bunch of houses and then we're going to turn around and drive back. She goes, yeah. And she goes, oh yeah, by the way, I've got report cards to do this weekend. Like, okay, then I awesome. And so, um, that's what we did this past weekend. Wow. That's crazy, man. So did she do the report cards on the drive? <laughs> she did the report cards on the drive and she used <laughs> nice. my, um, have to. she used my, uh, um, mobile hotspot yeah, on huh? my phone to submit them all. And yeah, she look did. at her working remotely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. What a, what a crazy thing. I, you kind of have to go see yeah. these houses yeah. in person. It's too big. You know, at the end of the day, it's way too big of, of a decision to just say, wait, you're, you're down in a basement. It, it's starting to pixelate. I can't hear you. Are you still there? Um, which was one of the first ones that we were looking at. And, um, when we realized that, no, there's no way that we were able to do this. And, and if it's going to put, um, mileage on my vehicle, then it's going to put mileage on my vehicle. I mean, you just got to, I mean, it's, it's too big of a decision. And so that's what we did. Yeah. So, wow. My little road trip. I have a question for you about these realty listings beyond the photos, because I know you, you probably focus on the pictures like I do, but there's some amazing creative writing in those, aren't there? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> like I just, I can't even read them anymore. They're so bad. I would rather just scroll down to the specifications of the house rather than read the grandiose claims of the realtor who wrote, who wrote that. Totally. It's just out of control. Charming three bedroom in the most desirable neighborhood. Right. Like, shut it. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it's such a racket. This, this, the, and, and the wide angle lenses that they use to make oh these gosh, really yeah. small spaces look enormous. Wow. That looks, yeah. Is it really only 1500 square feet? Yeah. It really is only 1500 square feet. <laughs> and then when you walk in, it looks like, like 2000. Wow, yeah. This feels like 1500 square feet. <laughs> Or less. Jeez. Truth in advertising is not a thing in realty, it seems yeah. like. I, I will say this. What's very interesting is all of the, you know, so of the majority of the houses that are still occupied that we, we toured, it is interesting choices people make in the furnishings of their house, especially if it is a smaller house and they get this, you know, like really large, like, you know, hey, we're going to do this big puffy sectional. Super sectional. Or yeah, right. And you're just like, <laughs> you can barely move around in this place. And, you know, wow, like, that's a choice. Yep, it is a choice. People make it. 
Wow. I mean, we've been living so small for so long that, you know, we've always chose like more compact furniture. It, it doesn't mean it's uncomfortable or anything. It's just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be this big kind of like marshmallow type sectional or something like that. You know, it's just something that like fits the space that doesn't make it feel so overwhelming that, you know, you walk in and you're like, my God, you've got two feet between, you know, your, your sectional and your TV and right. You know, right. stuff like that. So it's a home theater seating though. I mean, now yeah. we can claim that in the creative writing process of, <laughs> Ooh, there you go. See, now you, you uh, side job. There. I could do this. Yeah, I can totally do this. I can Photoshop oh, better than gosh. they can too. And, and the one thing that I guess they're learning from me is because I've done so many renovations, revitalizations, modernizations of all of these like historic or older buildings and stuff throughout my career that I just pick things apart like crazy. And then they look at me like, you know, why would you even remotely consider this place with all of like the issues that you have? And you're like, no, 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 they're not issues. They're challenges. They're opportunities. They're, they're opportunities. <laughs> I can see the potential. Exactly. Yeah. You know, some of them was just like, well, you know, I mean, there's a, you know, a little bit of cracking here and, you know, but you know, this is a 105 year old plaster and clearly you've delaminated. And I gave her like a, a, a tutorial on like the, the attributes of old plaster and lath like the old wood lath and you know, like how it starts to delaminate by when the keys like break off and, and it starts to pull away from the, the wood lath and, and you know, you clearly see the glaze over. Mm. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> Not interested. So were you interested in buying? Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Can us move this conversation along? <laughs> exactly. But, but I look at it as like, if you're a realtor that's selling that area, I mean, take an architect along and, and maybe talk to them about, you know, not only the styles, but the the spaces and, and things like that. And what's really interesting, though, is that this realtor, she's she's keen on um, understanding and knowing some of the stuff because, I mean, she is selling people. I mean, let's be honest, she's selling people closing in on almost 100-year-old houses. I mean, we all know that there are challenges with, you know, older homes and in being a owner of older homes. Just cost money. Just cost money. Oh, a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, uh, they're the same issue as like, you know, owning a classic car, you know, you know, you're buying an old car, you know, it's, it's creaky and old, you know, that it's going to have some problems. So you either live with them or you don't, but they don't make them like they used to, but they don't make them like they used to. I mean, my gosh, I was looking at some construction methods in there and stuff. And and it, it was actually impressing me. I mean, it was just like, wow, they built it like this? I mean, wow, that's like solid. I got a bunch of redwood studs in my house. Oh, wow. And they're, that's, yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to cover these up, you know, do it, do a remodel project, tear off the sheeting. I had that like really terrible 70s, you know, striped wood-like but not would like, I don't know what it is. Uh, it, like when you use a saw on it, it just sa- smells like the house is burning uh, because it's so hard. It just, it's just killing your saw blade. But um, yeah, you take that down and it, the, the room I'm in now is just full of redwood. It's awesome. And you don't want to cover it up because it's so beautiful and straight. Like it's just straight. Oh yeah. Yeah. The lumber you and- get nowadays, it's like you got to pick through the piles to try to find a straight one. It's so hard. 
And you look at, and you know, I was walking through these houses and you're like, there is like, it's not, it doesn't feel contemporary, but I, I, I would be really hard pressed to cover some of these things, you know, to make it feel more contemporary because the, like the craftsmanship is so beautiful. You know, you, you look at, you know, I've been watching all these videos and TV shows on uh, woodworking and even listening to um, Nick Offerman's book, uh, Good Clean Fun, about woodworking. And it's just, you know, like that craft, there's just so much that goes into that craft that there's just, I, I looked at all of these places. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to celebrate <laughs> this. I'm celebrating this. I'm celebrating this. Every time you have guests over, you point things yeah. out. Like we're celebrating. Hey, check this out. They're like, uh-huh. Why don't you tell me a story about plaster and wood lab? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not interested. Can you pour me a glass of wine? Exactly. Uh, do you, so, so what kind of beer do you got? Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with this, man. I mean, it's going to be a, an adventure. No matter how long it takes, I'm sure... It, it seems like he's like based on what you're saying, it's going to take a while, but you guys are firmly, firmly into this routine now. And, and hope you kind of learn how to read through the BS of the, of the listings and get a little picky or, you know, filter your results. And yeah, sounds like you got a good ally in your realtor as well, which could we do really do. I don't know if you um, forgot to ask whether or not I drove away with any offers um, placed or not. I did forget to ask that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> because yes is the answer. Okay. Again, really? Two weeks, two weeks, more offers. Yep. I mean, uh, my wife's just like, I don't want to lose this house. This is a good house. I like this house. And, and so there was a couple, there was two houses that we really liked that both had, you know, one was on one end of the spectrum of completeness there was one that was practically, let's just say that so much work has been done to this house for upgrading and um, renovations and replacements of things because of its age, that it was the most brand newest of, <laughs> the yes. The most brand newest. The most brand newest 1936 house you could imagine. I mean, it, really, it was, you know, new roof, brand new um in style or in keeping with style uh garage so this wasn't a flip sounds like sounds like oh no this was previous this was owners somebody, that cared this was previous owners that cared and and that's so amazing about it too is okay oh sorry i have got to tell you this story so, <laughs> do it th this 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 house that we you know this most newest 1936 house um, we're standing outside. We've just toured it. And, you know, my, I'm trying to like pick my wife's jaw up off the ground because I mean, she just absolutely loved the thing. And this, this lady's walking by with her dog and she's, you know, probably in her mid seventies or so, possibly older. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's starting to look younger these days. Um, and you're just like, there's no way you're 80. And she could have been, but she had walked by and she goes, oh yeah, this is the house that I grew up in. Mine was the bedroom with the stairs in the closet. And we're like, I, and so we just started like picking her brains on, on the house and stuff. I mean, how, how, 
how often do people who are buying houses get that kind of like insight of a person who doesn't live there anymore? Um, That's even better but, than than just a previous owner, right? <laughs> I, exactly. The guy I bought my house from grew up here as well, but he was also selling the house. So there are probably many things he did not tell me. <laughs> well, and and you and you through you through many renovation projects that you've done have probably uncovered a lot of them. I found a machete in the ivy. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. I mean, that could just be somebody who dropped it and left it and, yep. you know, said, I don't know where my machete is. Yeah. Yep. Lost a you machete know. somewhere to can't find it. Cause, cause I'll tell you right now, whoever goes into our backyard and cuts down the, um, unruly bamboo is going to find two machetes. <laughs> cause they just came out of your hand and like, you can't find mm. them. And yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, well, I that's mean, cool. So she have any other good stuff? Oh my gosh. Did she, I mean, she just, hide anything in a wall cavity or? Well, no, but I, I'm I'm really kind of hoping, and I will say that the, the the current owners, man, did they have some amazing artistic taste? I mean, the paintings on the wall is just like you, you don't get you to guys keep that stuff. Yeah. Like, you guys want to save that? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you you can leave it. I mean, it's got to be heavy. You don't want to move that, right? Right. I mean, think of the stain it's going to leave on the wall when you take it off. Like, you can leave whatever you want. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's always nice when you see quality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, very, oh, it's yeah. reassuring. I, I was also worried. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't know if we're going to be able to, like, you know, decorate our house as nice as it is, no. as it is right now. Yeah. It takes time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. This was, def- this was definitely a lifetime achievement of of artwork and in interesting but very nice collectibles and things like that. It was just – it was – they did it nice. So, so how long does it take to get a response to an offer? So in, so in the last time that we wrote, um, our offer, we put in seven days and, you know, it took them, mm, put it in on a uh, Thursday night and we didn't hear back from them until the following Tuesday. Um, but you know, weekend in the middle and all that other stuff. But I mean, they did have it in hand probably mulled over and what was funny is that particular house had sat on the market for a while because it didn't have air conditioning and things like that and so you know people are a little little worried about moving into fixer uppers and and so um but it but funny enough on the exact same day as we were putting in our offer someone else put in their offer too and they took that one oh didn't finish that story oh. <laughs> So is it, are we rewinding now instead of fast forwarding? So, so now we're rewinding <laughs> okay. instead of fast forwarding. Okay. So <laughs> this is this is funny because they decided that they were, you know, that you know because it was unoccupied, they shut off the water and everything. It's winter time. Pipes froze. No, no. Lady put in her um offer. She started to have her inspection. The inspector um, had the water turned back on. They turned the water back on. Where did it come this out? Had, of? This had <laughs> this had um, radiator heating pipes burst. Radiators started leaking. Oh no! Not not just one. And it's all wood flooring. I'm sure all of the radiator heaters were were leaking. Oh. The shower head like pop or like the not just it didn't like pop off. It actually like the pipe in the wall burst and so 
we went back into it, you know, just two days, two days ago now. Yeah. We went back into it two days ago and there was a lot of like new drywall work and things like that going on. And, you know, there was like drop cloths under every radiator. I'm like, bullet dodged. Yeah. Your wife was right. No, oh, she was totally Has she right. let you know that yet? Oh, oh of course. <laughs> and as she should. As she should. One point which for is, Rochelle. <laughs> which makes me feel better about making sure that we are looking at these together. Yeah. So no more mother-in-law. No more mother-in-law. <laughs> How come she didn't see the pipe burst although, coming? <laughs> although my mother-in-law, you know, to her credit as well, she... Definitely said, it is a cute house. It is a quirky house, but it's going to need a lot of work. And like, and and so the question was, is that you know, do we pay the lower price than you know a lot of the comps in the area to do that a lot of work, or do we, or do we go and look slightly higher in the budget range and get something that's actually done? The problem that I see a lot with, especially the flips, is just that okay, they're all everything's gray and white nowadays all the cabinets are gray all the walls are white all the carpets gray it's it's or beige right it's like renter rental beige and it's everything's super super neutral and so it's yeah it's new though and this is seems to me what people are okay with buying right because it's new quote unquote but you're gonna end up like that stuff is cheap it does it falls apart over time it doesn't last there's no quality and the the I mean, like my daughter-in-law bought a house like that, you know, over by where you are. The can lights are falling out of the ceiling, right? Like the the cabinets are warping, like the floors are shifting, like they're the grout's cracking because it's an old house and they put giant tiles in, and you know, it, it's like there's so many things that they did just to cover it up and make it look good for the quick sale, and then you end up paying for it down the road. It's like got to really be discerning when you're going out and looking at these places that it is done with quality in mind like you, you are a lot luckier when you're looking at a place that the previous owner spent time and money upgrading that stuff rather than a flipper yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean you could definitely tell that like you know some of the some of the ones that we um saw we were like you know these were loved and then you looked at a couple of other ones that were like okay a problem started they weren't quite sure where that problem was coming from. So they kind of like left it. And there was one that we, you know, we've, we dubbed the saggy ceiling <laughs> and, oh, you know, we're scary. just like, so why is that sagging? Exactly. You won't know, you know until you like, tear it out. I'm, I'm like, I am more concerned about not the actual saggy ceiling itself. I'm worried about the cause of the saggy yeah, ceiling. Totally. And if it, that's and if, just a symptom. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and if it hasn't been fixed, I don't know if I want to be the one to fix it. Right. So more adventures of uh, house hunting across the country. So you put, wait, what? More than one location? (laughs) Well, just. (laughs) Okay. Across. Yeah. Mid mid from where you and I are. Well, let's just say mid, mid, in the Midwest. How about that? Fine. Dang it. Midwest. So. Or, or. 550 miles away you did put offers in but you haven't heard back yet that's where we're at so we yeah so we have put in uh we put in two offers on two houses that we really liked and one being more complete the most newest um 
Yeah. Did I call it the most brand the most, newest? The most brand newest uh, 1936 home right. that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And the rancher. Um, the rancher, the, albeit not fully renovated, is definitely fully livable. And, you know, that's fine. I mean, everything, you know, brand new appliances, everything else. I mean, it's a brand new roof, you know, lots of inspections of recent things, lots of updates on the mechanical. So there's a lot of things that like, there's a lot of history with. And so, you know, both of them make me feel really comfortable that like the people who are selling them really took care of them. And, you know, so there, there wouldn't be buyer's remorse with these that unfortunately would have been. I feel like there would have been some buyer's remorse with the uh, with the other house that I looked at. All right. Well, keep us updated. I will. You have no choice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com slash masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Thanks for listening. This show is part of the Gable Media Podcast Network. See all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. You can help support what we're doing here by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help get the word out, and don't forget to share it with your friends. We'd love to hear from you, so leave a comment on the website at arcaspeakpodcast.com, where you can find our entire catalog of shows. Talk to you soon. <laughs>